Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. Today we're gonna revisit the gold-silver ratio, and we're gonna look at it in two ways. First, on the price, and second, on the actual ounces coming out of the ground. All right, so here is the gold-silver ratio based on price. We talked about this two days ago. But two days ago, we only showed it from the Nixon shock. That is the end of the Bretton Woods Agreement. So we only showed it basically in the last 50 years, which is here. And a reminder, the gold-silver ratio, when the ratio is high, it means gold is much more valuable in terms of silver. And when the ratio is low, it means silver is much more valuable in terms of gold. So again, we talked about this already uh, in the 90s and even until today. This is an annual look, by the way. We looked at monthly frequency before, but this is annual. Um, in the 90s and in the 2020s, the ratio was up to 100, basically. It was even higher than that recently, but I'm only catching December month ends here, so it's a little bit different than what we saw before. But the ratio has been over 100 to 1 in the last few years, and it was in the 90s as well. So that meant that in terms of price, it would take 100 ounces of silver to equal the pricing parity, the value of one ounce of gold. So gold was very, very valuable here in terms of silver. Now we're gonna back it out a little bit and we're gonna look at it in two different ways, as I mentioned. So we only looked at the last 50 years. You'll notice here if we go back the last 100 years to the Gold Reserve Act, uh, FDR when he made gold illegal, for Americans coming into uh, his administration, one of the first things that he did. Uh, he actually devalued gold, but silver devalued even faster. So gold went from uh, $20 per ounce of gold. Uh, he devalued it to $35 per ounce. Silver even devalued faster. So the gold-silver ratio was just as high here. It was about 100 to 1 right here at uh, the eve of World War II. 1939, 1940. And then it fell back down again during Bretton Woods to uh, eventually a low in 1966. And interestingly, during this time, 1966, mid-60s, uh, the U.S. Treasury started to unload uh, all of their silver. Uh, no more coins were minted with silver. Uh, they were using copper and nickel and more base metals they weren't using precious metals anymore and silver was basically completely demonetized out of the united states system and many other systems uh during this time so silver uh interestingly when they unloaded silver onto the market uh again you're seeing the ratio go down so silver is becoming more valuable in terms of gold uh, even though the gold price was rising as well during this point. The, the, the Bretton Woods peg was about to break. $35 an ounce quickly turned into $42 an ounce. The Smithsonian Agreement, which lasted a few more years, $42 an ounce didn't hold. Most economists, most mainstream economists thought gold was going down. After this happened, it did not. It shot up to $850 an ounce in the 80s, so on and so forth. So we see that in the last 100 years, we've had actually three spikes in the last 100 years where the gold-silver ratio hit 100. Uh, 
once around the time of FDR and the Great Depression, the second time in the 90s, which was actually the the low end, close to the bottom of the commodities bear market. Uh, it took 100 ounces of silver to equal one ounce of gold. And then again, in the COVID years. Uh, and again, if you looked at this on a monthly frequency, you would even sh see it shoot up well above 100 for a couple months. But, but this is year end, so it looks a little bit different. So this is the gold-silver ratio on a longer scale, going all the way back to the year 1800. But one of the themes that I've been referring to throughout this little series on gold-silver, the gold-silver ratio, has been our good friends, the silver bugs, the cottage industry of silver, uh, newsletter writers, people that are uh, focused on silver and really want people to pump bags of silver. Uh, most likely, this is that's a very uncharitable thing to say to them, but uh, it's generally my view. And by the way, gold newsletter writers are not necessarily any better. Uh, I want to make that clear. But silver newsletter writers, what they're pointing to, and, and investors, silver bugs, they're pointing to the fact that we had these three spikes in the last 100 years, here, here, and here. And each time, uh, we had a big retracement. Uh, in the 60s, it went to 15x to 1, which again, silver is becoming much more valuable. It's only taking 15 ounces, where it, you know, a few decades before it took 100 ounces. So it went back to 15 to 1. Here, it only went back to 40-some to 1, 44 to 1. And then here today, we're still at 75x gold-silver ratio. So their claim is that it's got to go back down. It's got to go back to the more traditional ratios, even the Isaac Newton ratio, which we'll talk about in a second, which was about 15 to 1. It's got to go back there. That means silver is going to pump in price 5, 6, 7, 8, 10x, or maybe even more, maybe even more. That's the thesis. Well, to get a better perspective on all of this, let's, uh, let's look at the longer-term trend. Uh, but let's not just look at price. Let's look at what we talked about yesterday. Let's look at actual ounces that have come out of the ground over the last few hundred years. And we're going to go even further. So yesterday when we looked at uh, mining and gold and silver ounces coming out of the ground, we went back to the year 1800. Let's take this one back to the year 1500. So again, this is still the gold-silver price ratio. Here's when Isaac Newton gave his report uh, as he chaired the Royal Mint, and there was a royal proclamation that the new uh, gold-silver ratio throughout the realm would be 15.5 to 1. My data, which again is fantastic historical data, mostly compiled by Nick Laird, Australian uh, gold-silver enthusiast. I don't have 15.5x here on the global price but it's pretty close. Uh, Newton's proclamation here, Newton's report on, on sort of, this was really the modern establishment of bimetallism was 15.5 ounces of silver uh, to one ounce of gold. And that modern ratio really stood for the next 200 years until the uh, outbreak of World War I and the ending of the classical gold standard, all of which happened uh, here around 1914 and then of course we go back to these more volatile times fiat standards kick in uh less pegging to gold as far as currencies go Bretton woods breaking down all the rest we've talked about this in many many videos so one more thing just to point about this chart in long term here 
you'll notice that the ratio in the 1500s, 1600s, it was about 12x, even less here during certain times, but it increased to the days of Isaac Newton to 15x. Why did it do that? Well, the thinking there was that this is basically the Spanish discoveries of silver in Latin America, bringing that back to Europe. And so there was actually an influx of silver on the market throughout these centuries to where silver went from 10, 11, 12 X, uh, 12, 10, 11, 12 ounces of silver per one ounce of gold fell to needing about 15, 15 and a half ounces of silver per one ounce of gold in the days of Isaac Newton and the Royal Mint in Britain. So that's the gold and silver ratio over the last 520 years. But now I want to bring in what we talked about yesterday, which was the mining, the actual native ounces of silver, ounces of gold that came out onto the market, came out of the ground. Many people worked hard, suffered because it was in demand in the market. They still do so today. Uh, people desire, demand gold, they demand silver. And I showed you that uh, yesterday there's 6.4 billion ounces of gold that have been mined throughout humanity and 56 billion ounces of silver that have been mined throughout humanity. So what if we drew the same ratio, the same gold-silver ratio, or more appropriate is that calling it the silver-gold ratio, um, because in this case, Unlike the gold-silver ratio, where the price is higher for gold, with the mining ratio, which is what this is called, the mining ratio or the ounce multiple, uh, of course, there are more ounces of silver than gold. So silver is actually in the numerator here, silver ounces. What would that multiple look like? And I'm going to draw that right now. And I'm also going to take away the price multiple so you can see the action here even more. There it is. 520 years of the gold-silver mining ratio. This is called the mining ratio or the ounce multiple. This is basically how many ounces of silver have come out of the ground cumulatively in total as time has gone on throughout humanity the last 520 years. How many more ounces of silver have come out of the ground versus gold? Now you'll notice right off the bat, you should notice a big jump here. Um, but if you look at the very, very early centuries here, 1500s, 1600s, uh, let's just look at the number. We're at a very close multiple to what the price multiple was. Remember, we were down at 10x, 12x, 13x. Uh, very close here, actually, as far as ounces coming out of the ground. And let's just start at the very, very beginning. I have it on the timeline here. We don't have the actual mining uh, ounces on this chart, but I just put them in the timeline here, so it's a little bit easier. I didn't want to clutter the chart. So you can see uh, in year 1500, we had 163 million ounces of gold mined in total up until that point, And we had 2.1 billion ounces of silver mined in total up until that point. Okay, so you divide the silver ounces by the gold ounces, you would get a ratio of 12.9x, 12.9x, 12.9 ounces of silver for one ounce of gold mined throughout humanity at that point. It's pretty close to the price. You remember, we were at 10, 11, 12 ounces uh, price ratio at that time. But it steadily increased here. It increased, it increased, it increased. And so what would that mean in this context, in the ounce 
context that's happening here. Well, as we discussed with the, uh, the Latin American silver discoveries uh, by the Spanish and bringing that back to Europe, we're having more ounces of silver continue to come out of the ground relative to gold, relative to gold. And this was a trend. You don't need to draw trend lines on this. Obviously, it's not going to be that helpful. It's long ago, and uh, we can just use our eye test here. We go from 13x uh, ounces of silver coming out of the ground in total in the year 1500, all the way 350 years later, we were at 21, 22 ounces of silver for one ounce of gold out of the ground. And I have it on the timeline here. This is just before the California gold rush. What do we got? We got 312 million ounces of gold at this point mined throughout humanity and 6.8 billion ounces of silver mined throughout humanity. So that ratio is 22x, 22x. So it's a big jump. It's a big jump. It's not quite double, but uh, compared to 350 years prior, that's a Especially during these times, you know, inflation was much less. Price inflation was much less. But silver was coming out of the ground at such a clip that it basically doubled the rate over 350 years uh, compared to gold. Compared to gold, a lot more silver was coming out of the ground from the Renaissance basically until, um, you know, the modern era, the start of the republics and, uh, and then, of course, the California gold rush so here fits very nicely the california gold rush uh started in 18 uh mid 1840s 1848 and we see this ratio now start to decline it fits very well with what was happening in uh in the americas north america during this time so now we see a falling ratio what does that mean well that means that more ounces of gold now are coming out of the ground relative to silver so the ratio is falling it's falling a little bump here in the late 1890s this was also a big debate in the united states about bimetallism silver versus gold even though gold did take uh take the uh the lead statutorily with the coinage act uh that passed in 1873 and many other things um basically the classical gold standard was during this time as well. Uh, we did have a bump in, uh, in silver uh, during this time, even though gold was generally being used more statutorily by governments, by nations during this time. So generally see the ratio fall. So again, where you know we have a couple century move here, almost 200 year move from where at the eve of the California gold rush, at the end of this big silver boom you can call it which was a multi-century boom where have we gone to today let's go all the way to 2022 8.8 x only 8.8 x so we've fallen by more than half uh, about nine ounces of silver have come out of the ground Remember, this is a cumulative number, so it's a smooth, cumulative, hopefully easier to understand number. Throughout all of humanity, nine ounces of silver have come out of the ground relative to one ounce of gold. That's the mining ratio. Pretty big fall, pretty big reversal in the last 150 years 
170 years compared to what happened for the 350 years prior. Of course, the story was always originally silver with most coinage uh, before this. Uh, not always, of course, we had gold uh, currencies uh, all the way back to Roman times. But the a lot of the early ledger entries, as I mentioned in prior videos, they were mostly in silver for small transactions. And of course, even before this time, you had the Tower Pound, original pound sterling, sterling silver. Um, currency was really a world of, of silver. It was used in Asia, in Europe during this time. And uh, once governments started to switch to gold and the classical gold standard came here and the gold rush, you see the ratio switch. So really two, two big trends here. Once in the first 350 years, uh, the ounces of silver is vastly outpacing the ounces of gold. And then a complete reversal to even beyond what the historical average was beyond that we have uh, had gold far outpace silver as far as coming out of the ground now let's put the historical average on and there it is it's about 15.8 x this is of course only since the year 1500 if we went back even further it'd look a little bit different than that but uh 15.8 x is the historical average so now that we've talked about silver and how fast it comes out of the ground and how it comes out of the ground much slower compared to gold now, the question remains, do the silver bugs have any, any credence to what they say, any validity to what they say, that uh, even though the price ratio, and I will put the price ratio back on just in a second, you know, it's 75x, 80x right now. If we're going to get the price ratio to decrease back down to the historical price ratios and the all-time average mining ratio, you can see is 15.8x. That's gotta be a five, six, seven, eight, 10x move in the silver price. But more about the fundamentals here, what's really happening and, and how strong is this trend? It's extremely strong and really in the last 150 years, gold has taken over. It's taken over uh, in the monetary marketplace, in the government marketplace, remember, Central banks still hold gold. They hold about 1.1 billion ounces of gold. They hold virtually no silver. So could it happen that the price for silver spikes, the demand for silver spikes, this ratio starts to go back up and the price ratio starts to go back down? Certainly could happen. But you have to ask yourself what the trends are pointing to. And in my opinion, the long-term data uh, very much, very much validates this is that the trend is extremely strong in favor of gold at the moment and not of silver. You know, nine ounces of silver coming out of the ground compared to every one ounce of gold. That's a, that's a low, low value compared to anything in history, as we can see. You know, all of the Latin American silver has been found. I don't want to make a blanket statement like all has been found, of course. Uh, gold and silver always do come out of the ground uh, at an increasing pace, but in the last 520 years, you're seeing gold come out much, much faster than silver, which is pretty interesting. So back to the question, are the silver bugs right? Is silver due for a massive, massive pump? I'm inclined with this data to say that if it is, it's a very, very short-term pump, just like the 2011 pump. 
And there's nothing in the data that shows that that's actually what the market is demanding. So let's go ahead and let's take the all-time average off. Let's put the price multiple back on, the, the, the gold-silver ratio based on price. Look at the all-time ounce multiple. The gold and silver bugs say that it's going to go back to, you know, 15 to 1 uh, if it went back to the current mining ratio, 10 to 1, that would be a big, big move in price. But look how long it's stayed here in the past when it has been there. It's been, you know, one year, two years, and then it's back up again. So yeah, can you trade from this if it goes? Sure. Is there any indication that the silver market is going to explode based on the mining ratio, which is obviously decreasing, means more gold is coming out faster relative to silver. And the price ratio is still quite high. All right, which reflects that. It reflects the value of gold in the market to silver. So why would it be that we would somehow reverse this trend? We ran the trend lines in the last 50 years, two videos ago on the gold-silver ratio. No reason to run trend lines here. Actually, I can say here, if you ran a trend line on this, let's take out the price multiple again, from, from this black line here, from the California gold rush, down to 2020 today, you would get a linear trend of 97% R squared, 97%. So basically the trend line would fit the data much better than the all time average, much better. It's absolutely going down. That's a powerful trend to change. A very, very powerful trend to change. A 170 year trend, powerful, powerful trend. Let's put the multiple right back. Three times in the last 100 years, we've been at or above 100x. And this includes our current times right now. So the silver bugs are waiting for this ratio to fall drastically. But how likely is it? The final point I want to say here is let's reset the zoom. Okay, so we're looking at the total trend again, 520 years. See the trend falling. The, the uh, the ounce multiple, the black line, focus on the black line. If the price ratio changes, that's one thing. Okay, it just changes, let's say, because the demand for silver goes up. But what would have to happen for the ounce ratio to reverse course? Well, either the gold ounces produced has to fall, ceteris paribus, either the gold ounces produced has to fall each year. I don't see that happening. Gold's pretty constant at 1.8% per year over the last 200 years. I don't see that rate of change happening for gold. Or, ceteris paribus, what else could happen to get the historical mining ratio back to 15 to 1? Well, more ounces of silver are going to have to come out of the ground. Now again, I know this is a very simple ceteris paribus analysis, but what happens when more silver is produced out of the ground and ceteris paribus, the demand doesn't necessarily change? Well, prices are going to have to fall. They're going to have to fall. So if you want to actually get to a silver ratio that's more in line, this is this is the mining ratio, not the price ratio. But if you want to get to a mining ratio that is more in line with the past of 15 to 1, all right, which was in line with the price ratio in the past, you want to get back to 15 to 1 as opposed to 9 to 1 where we are today, the black line, focus on the black line here. The ounces produced of silver are going to have to vastly start outpacing gold 
that means the supply is going to have to vastly increase. Again, satirus paribus. If the supply just increases, but demand doesn't necessarily do so, prices for silver will fall. They won't rise. They will fall. So this is where it really gets tricky for the silver bugs to fight the current trends in the market. As we're talking about gold ounces being supplied and demanded in the market versus silver ounces being supplied and demanded in the market. As of right now, in 2022, we are looking at a silver mining ratio that's at its lowest point ever. Only 8.8 ounces of silver coming out of the ground per one ounce of gold. And we're looking at one of the highest gold and silver price ratios ever. 75, 80 ounces of silver in value based on market price in dollars would equal one ounce of gold. These are very, very strong historical trends, centuries long trends that I don't see changing anytime soon. So next time you hear a silver bug telling you that the price of silver is going to explode overnight, go five, six, seven, eight, ten 10x higher, be very cautious, be careful, stay safe out there. Thanks for watching.